0: Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. It's interesting that in, in the Old Testament, you can see a lot of the stories and you can see through the the Hebrew families and the lineage, you can see customs and generational things flowing down, both blessing and cursing, to be honest. Uh, But you can see that family was a really big deal in the Old Testament and all the more in the new covenant. But we often forget that because in today's society, we're all doing our own thing. We, We build our own families and we we generally have more space and more distance sometimes in between us. And so we've forgotten that what God established, even under the old covenant of family and inheritance, actually is to continue under the new covenant. But it's a different way. It's a new and living way. And a new and living way in Christ looks like Him as the head. And when we remember that He is our head, He is the one we're following after, chasing after. He's the one we're pursuing. But he makes it easy for us because he actually pursues us. He actually pursues us. I love um, Leif Hetland. As you know, he's one of my favorite guys, preachers at the moment because he teaches on sonship as good as anyone I've heard. And because he, he teaches on it so well because he lives like a son so well. It's very difficult to teach on this stuff unless we live on this stuff. And throughout our journey, I've learned something, particularly in ministry. It's been coming up 10 years next year in, in leading the church. And in that time, I've realized that unless I get with God, my Father, and forget about all the noise, all the, all the other stuff, even the good stuff, just forget about that for a moment and actually see Him as my Father and listen to my Father's voice to me as His Son, then sometimes I can just be so distracted by all the other stuff that I forget that sonship is a posture. It's not necessarily an action. And so when we actually get time with Him, We spend time with Him. We hear His voice speaking over us as a loving Father. Some of you may have had not-so-loving fathers, maybe had bad experience with a father. And therefore, some of that can distract and distort the way you hear God the Father. But then you begin to read Scripture and you begin to see the the right Father's voice over your life. And it is to bless you. It is to prosper you. It is to advance the kingdom of God through you. Every single one of us in this room is called by God, has a destiny in the kingdom of heaven has giftings and talents and desires. I've been talking to people, some people lately trying to navigate the calling of God and, and just work out what's right for their life. And one of the things that I always come back to is God will give us the desires of our heart if it's in accordance with His will. Now, that might be a bit of a paradox there. But if we're genuinely seeking the will of God, and we generally have the heart of God in our lives, operating through our lives, then He will often give us the desires of our heart. Sometimes we question out, and particularly if you're the type of person that second guesses yourself on everything you do, like even which fork should I take out of the drawer today? That one I used yesterday, I need to use Monday's fork and there's Tuesday's fork. You know, if you're that type of person who really second guesses everything and therefore you don't step out, then I want to encourage you, you're probably hearing God's voice just in the desires of your heart, just in the desires of your heart. Um, Often it doesn't come with massive, loud volume. It comes with a whisper and just a gentle conscience in our spirits where we know, hey, I have peace on that. I have peace on that. Anyway, I want to give us three quick things that I've found about sonship. And the first one is inheritance. Inheritance, living from inheritance is different than living to inheritance. If we're living to inheritance, generally, and I don't know about you, but, you know, in certain family um, Uh, lines you'll see fights and quarrels and things like that going on to gain the inheritance or to get whatever you can out of the inheritance that's living to the inheritance if you're living from the inheritance you already know that your father has given you an inheritance and you already have the resources now You have kingdom resources right now at your fingertips. And so as we begin to posture ourselves as sons and daughters of the Most High, we're royalty in His kingdom, then we actually live out a life that lives up here, not down here. We're not in poverty. We're not in lack. We're blessed. We're called to be the head, not the tail. We're called to be those who can actually provide for other people. Paul actually says it um, really well. And I can't remember the passage, but I would quote it to you if I could remember it to you just to sound really good. But I read it all the time. I think it's in Second uh, Corinthians. But uh, he actually says, you know, the reason you guys are giving so generously is and God will give you more so that then you can give even more when people are in need. And sometimes we forget that, that actually God wants to bless us so that we can be a blessing. He, he loves multiplication. I've got that about God by now. He loves multiplication. He loves his gospel going forth. He loves healing going forth. He loves life going forth, victory. He loves believers who give hope to other people, and it becomes contagious. That's what revival is, isn't it? Whenever I've been in any situation in a number of places around the world or here or in different meetings, wherever there's a spirit of revival, it's contagious, There's a catchiness to it. It's like a good disease. Uh, It doesn't really matter how well musicians are playing because there's a spirit of revival in the place. There's a contagious atmosphere. And that's what we carry with Christ. That's what we carry with Christ. Right now, this morning, you carry the spirit of revival within you. Right now. You don't need an amazing bearded guitarist to play for you this morning. Actually, when Ryan was saying about landscaping, I thought he was going to say manscaping. And I was thinking, well, we got plenty of manscaping that could be done around here. See what I mean? The thought comes in and out it comes, you know. It's, there's no stopping it. Living from inheritance is a powerful place because you don't have anything to prove to anyone else. Nothing to prove. Nothing to prove. If you are a son or a daughter of the father this morning in the kingdom, you're in the family. Your name's on the register. You already got the inheritance coming to you. You are already royalty. You don't need to prove anything to anyone. It, doesn't, it really doesn't matter how many Instagram followers you have. You know, it really doesn't. It actually says that in the gospel somewhere. There'll be a version that comes out, you know, a, a, another version that will refer to Instagram and Facebook and all this stuff. Anyway, someone will make millions out of it, I suppose, or whatever. Anyway, second point, second point about being a son is that we carry responsibility. We carry responsibility, kingdom responsibility. Yes, we have inheritance. Yes, we are blessed. Yes, we're called to be ambassadors of the kingdom in a good way, but ambassadors carry responsibility because they represent a nation and we represent heaven and we got to represent it well, because if if we're just all, you know, not representing it well, then it's not going to do well, isn't it? I mean, most of us will know that in certain environments, there's a posture we can carry that's going to be respectful and honourable and actually represent Jesus well. Or there's, we can just operate in, even in Christianese sometimes, we can think we get away with stuff, but we don't. People are standing around, they're, just, they're cringing going, okay, that is super awkward. And I don't just mean Ryan and Marty kind of awkward. I mean, that is like weird Christian awkward. Can you not be weird Christian awkward? But we, we're ambassadors for the king. We're ambassadors for Jesus Christ. And that means we carry responsibility wherever we go. It means we have to actually have what the Bible calls fruits of the Spirit, not just gifts of the Spirit. In charismatic churches, I I love emphasizing the gifts of the Spirit, baptism of the Holy Spirit, the fire of God, the presence of God, healing, signs and wonders. We love all of that stuff. As much as we love that stuff, I love the fruits of the Spirit. And I think that's just after journeying a few years in being a pastor. You realize that gifts are incredible and you love them. But people can be completely selfish, morbid people and operate in the gifts of the Spirit. You know that? And they can have no discipline in their lives, be completely unaccountable and be randomites shooting off a gift or maybe a gift or half a gift or quarter of a gift all over the place and have no fruit of the Spirit. And so we want the gifts and the fruit Fruit of the Spirit. It looks good. It sounds good. People want to eat of the fruit. They want to eat of the fruit because it's wise. It's got counsel. It's got godliness on it. It has His, his anointing on it, and it has His blessing on it. So when we're in arenas that other people may not know about the King, they want to, we want to be representing Him in a way where they're going to ask questions. Man, who do you, who do you stand for? Who do you stand for? What what is it about you? You know, you've never preached the gospel, maybe. Maybe you've never, you know, put on your profile page, I'm a Christian, I'm a this, I'm a that. But, But people just know it's his anointing. His anointing. His anointing. You know, sons know they're anointed and daughters know they're anointed. They're anointed because his blood was shed and his spirit was poured into us. Therefore, we're anointed. I love that word "anointed" because it really means smeared with, smeared with, and and when we're actually smeared with His blood and His Spirit in His oil, it's rubbed into us. If you ever try and you know, um, I, I've I've got a lot of grease and oil in my shed from my tractor, and um, it just it leaks oil. Uh, John and Tony did a great job of refurbishing it, mind you. But, but it still leaks some oil. And when that oil gets on stuff, it's very, very difficult to get it out into concrete even and other clothing and all sorts. It's very hard to extract it because it's smeared in there. That's what his anointing is like. It's smeared into us. And even when we can't feel it, it's still there if we believe in Jesus and we're filled with his spirit. And sometimes even just opening our eyes to that again, we remember we're royalty. We're royalty. Why am I talking like that? I have a responsibility. I'm an ambassador. Why am I even thinking like that? That's, that's a stupid thought. And you start having stupid thoughts when you hit yourself enough times every time you have a stupid thought. But we all have them. We all have them. That's why one of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control. Not control. Self-control. Control, self-discipline, a sound mind—these are very basic things, but they're some of the biggest things that will get us influence. It's interesting because I was talking to a guy. He's a—he's a bit of a LinkedIn guru, and um, in Melbourne, and he's an up-and-comer. You know, he's, and he's really switched on. He's—you know—got millions of people following him, and um, and I've been I've been talking with him, and and uh, and he, it's interesting because he said to me that. The first thing he looks for, you know, when people are asking him questions to connect with him and maybe, um, I'm trying to describe it really simply, um, learn some of the ways where he's really got successful at, at speaking and talking in different arenas. He said straight away, he'll just look at what people have done and then how they posture themselves now. And I thought, wouldn't that be amazing if people just measured us like that in the kingdom? What we've done and how we measure ourselves now. And what I mean by that is not, just to perform, but we actually have a responsibility as ambassadors where we have a self-accountability, a self-accountability of watching out for ourself and our mouth and our eyes and our ears and our posture and our responses and our mannerisms so that they display the kingdom. Because when they display the kingdom, it's so powerful. It is so powerful. Because others around us begin to learn that same manner as well. They begin to learn, "Wow, that's how you operate in the kingdom. You're not allowed to behave like a selfish child anymore, because you're not a selfish child." Selfish child. Sorry, it's the Invisalign things. They're a pain even when they're not on. There's an odd word that just comes out like like a fish. Doesn't matter what you say. It's just we're not selfish babies anymore, are we? We're meant to be eating meat now <laughs> on the good stuff, on the heavy duty stuff, handling kingdom problems, maybe handling citywide problems. I just want to honor Peter Muller this morning. Peter, yeah, just give him a round of applause. <laughs> Peter helps lead and gather the mayor's prayer breakfast. And I just, I just want to honor him this morning in front of everyone because it's a great gathering and uh, it's one of those influential things that that uh, I know he puts a lot of blood, and Leslie as well, put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into trying to gather up people. Trying to get pastors to do anything is hard, Peter. I, I'm just telling you that. But but um, but yeah, I mean, it was just an amazing event, great breakfast, great gathering, amazing speaker, and uh, and it's one of those things making a difference in this region. And it's those kind of things that that people really will remember about us, isn't it? They remember those things. They're impacted by those things. So I want to encourage you, begin stepping out maybe in some of those kingdom things and having self-accountability and responsibility and looking at some of those areas of, of our life, living from inheritance, not to it. The last one is pretty simple, is that we're sons and daughters, we're not orphans. Whenever I have an orphan thought, I try and smack myself slap myself, whatever, get a meter ruler out. No, I'm just kidding. I try and remind myself that is an orphan thinking. That is orphan thinking, whether it's competition, whether it's jealousy, whether it's just looking too much at a Ferrari as it drives past or whatever it is. I know it's an, it's an inner issue for me. But Peter Lovett has one, so I think it's, it's okay. He's selling it next week and donating it to the church and he's just <laughs> blessing us. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> we're sons and daughters of the Most High. We're not orphans. And when when we realize that, we realize that we're free. No man or woman can bind us up again unless we let them. Unless we let them. No man or woman can ultimately tell us what to do unless we let them. Now, there's a right sense of accountability. Don't get all random on me, people. (laughs) But ultimately, our responsibility is to Christ and our Father in heaven. And actually, when we realize that, we actually then want to do His kingdom work as a family. And then we get bigger and stronger and better together. We don't want to be so individualistic anymore. We don't want to be so random because we actually see there's power and authority, like Paul says, in many members of one body, joining together, unifying in God's kingdom. Orphans tend to want to stay on their own. Orphans tend to... Uh, wander around from place to place to place with no place to land because they haven't realized that sonship is a heart posture. And most people who just float from place to place to place trying to find this thing, I don't quite even know what this thing is, or always finding something wrong with that leadership and that pastor did that, and and then and five pastors in a row all did the same thing to me, not thinking, hang on, maybe it was me. But actually taking responsibility in the kingdom and saying, I'm not an orphan anymore. I'm not even going to think like that anymore. That is, that is orphan thinking. I'm a son. I'm a daughter. I'm actually, I'm actually part of the royal family. And I mean, it's a big deal right now, the royal family, isn't it? You know, it's so much prominence. But it's not even about all of that. It's about living from inheritance, You're a son or a daughter. You don't have to try. You don't have to strive. If you don't know Jesus Christ, then this morning, all you have to do is ask Jesus into your life. And then you're part of the royal family. Then you're going to heaven. And we're going to celebrate for eternity together our King. And we're going to worship Him. And ultimately, that's the gospel. Simply put, sons and daughters becoming a son or a daughter. It's really easy. It doesn't take long. It's all about the heart. It's all about the heart salvation is just the beginning step. As the Galatians 4 passage that I read, when Jesus came, it was just the beginning of us entering into sonship with the Father. And this morning, I just want to remind us that orphan living is not okay. It's not okay. Now, maybe maybe there's some issues we need to be healed of, genuine, real heart issues that we need to be healed of. Then please book in a time with Rob and Pam this week. <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, they're not even here. No. <laughs> oh, they just told me they're going on a six-week holiday. But um, <laughs> we will arrange anything. Because I mean that seriously. Healed people heal people. But hurting people hurt people. and And what we've done it in church for so long is we put up with hurtingness, continually hurting people and it's not okay. We need to be healed of this stuff so that we can actually be healers, not hurters. And then when people, when those same things come at us, we haven't got the trigger points anymore because we're healed up. They're gone. The trigger points are gone. Hey, that didn't offend me. When you bagged the crows, that didn't even affect me. It's just water off a duck's back. Or maybe something that was said a year ago that would have really affected you. It just doesn't even matter anymore because there's no hook. There's no hook. You're healed of the hook. And that's, that's what sonship's about. If we've got hooks, we're still slaves. We're still slaves to sin, slaves to hurt, slaves to pain, slaves to... We're still in bondage in some way. But Christ came to break that bondage. I want the worship team to come up and just stand with me. Can we lift our hands together just as these guys get ready and just begin stepping into sonship, stepping into daughtership, stepping into your royalty in Christ. Lord, I just thank you this morning for every single person you've brought here. I pray your blessing. I pray a spirit of sonship to fall on this house in a special way. Lord, that you would release a father's blessing today, a father's blessing. A Father's blessing. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for your presence. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your goodness. And Lord, we just look to you this morning. We just let go of any other stuff, any any slavery. Just, just let go of chains this morning. Yes. Let go of slave thinking. Let go of competition. Let go of any striving. It doesn't get us anywhere. It is so tiring. Let go of self rejection. Self rejection. You are good enough. You are good enough. The Father loves you. He adores you. There is nothing you can do today to make Him love you anymore. He adores you. He loves you. All fear, begin to let that go in this atmosphere this morning. Fear of man fear of rejection, fear of people. Father, we just give all this stuff to you this morning. We give it to you this morning, Lord. We don't want to be slaves to old stuff anymore. We want to live as princes and princesses in the kingdom of God. Co-heirs with Jesus Christ. Co-heirs with Jesus Christ, our King. Thank you, Lord Jesus.